Well, welcome to our very first episode of the Nebraska Soybean Bard Market Roundup. I'm Susan Littlefield. It's going to be a great opportunity to sit down with two very well-known commodity brokers to talk about what's been happening this week in the market trade. We're going to look at a variety of different things, and one you might not think we'd be talking about, and that's fall armyworms. It's playing a big role in what we're seeing within this wheat market. We'll talk about how wheat's making some moves. We'll also be looking at, are more producers going to be holding this grain versus a taking it to town are we going to see it more going in the bins or are they doing some marketing off the combines and of course we had a quarterly stocks report this week as well but we're going to bring onto the screen two of my favorites joining us is sue martin sue is with ag and investment out of clarion iowa and you see darren fessler on the screen as well darren is with lakefront futures he's based in lincoln I think the wheat market's been one that's been playing along well with the corn. Uh, what's been going on in this wheat market? Well, I think, um, first off, the government report was um, very bullish to, to wheat, and that ignited a market that has come out of out of the, the harvest lows and been trending higher, but hadn't really um, taken off real explosively. And so we've seen that the last two days, today and, and then on Thursday. But um, I think that when you look at wheat, it's an evolving market. Uh, barley prices across from, um, you know, Montana all the way to Spokane, Washington, are running at $11 a bushel, and they're not getting any bought. And so demand for um, feed is very strong. Wheat's going to outprice itself, and that puts support under corn for feed. But um, when I look at wheat, this is a market, it hasn't exceeded its highs yet. Those highs um, are still at least 30 some cents over us. Will the market take that? I think we need to watch this because that wheat is in a different time of its crop year than corn and soybeans. So we'll see if it's able to exceed the highs here or like so many markets make a double top and then buy time again. We're continuing with the Nebraska Soybean Board's Market Roundup. Thank you so much to their sponsorship. Well, what about you, Darren? I mean, you you brought up the fact that, that wheat has definitely been a market mover lately. What's catching your eye in this complex? You know, I, I look at the Paris wheat, the milling wheat uh, prices, which are continuing to make a new high. When I look at domestic wheat prices, whether that be Chicago, Kansas City, or spring wheat, I first initially, what is the Paris wheat market doing? Usually that is the first indication of, to me anyway, that we're going to see more higher prices to come here, you know, domestically. Uh, on December, Chicago, we continue to hold that 100-day moving average. You know, we are, you know, 30-some cents off the recent highs here. It's a very, very strong close today. I'm looking for Sunday night strength into Monday. I want to see follow-through on days like today. If we can get that, I do think there are some outside markets. Take a look at cotton. And there's just different outside markets that continue to push higher, make new sharp moves to the upside. So I think we got to be cautious a little bit, but the good fundamental story in wheat out of everything that we had seen yesterday in the quarterly stocks, it was definitely wheat, definitely a bullish story there in my opinion. There's been a lot of talk, and, and we talked about this uh, earlier this week. The fall armyworms have been absolutely crazy. We know that's caused concern for alfalfa growers, but now we're seeing reports come out of Kansas, saw a report come out on a Friday from the University of Nebraska as well about winter wheat and, and concerns with these fall armyworms. Who would ever think you guys would be entomologists? <laughs> <laughs> What are, what are you hearing? What are you hearing from folks? Sue, I know you've had some conversations with some growers in Kansas. What are they telling you and concerns with these armyworms? Well, they are concerned, but um, they need to 
according to K-State, they need to let a good freeze hit and that will kill the armyworm. And then they'll be able to, you know, plant the crop and move on. And the forecast continues to hold pretty dry. So they're going to have the opportunity. So it's going to be all about temperatures. But if they can uh, hold off and see if they can get a, a cold snap here, you know, the forecast continues to be pretty warm uh, through much of October. So that may not be a helpful situation. But um, uh, I think that that's the key uh, because it certainly will weigh on the crop. And our belief is that wheat will be a very bullish market um, as we move in towards 2023. This is a, a market that I think, well, I'm thinking there's many different markets that are going to be in a hyperinflationary uh, feel. And uh, wheat is certainly one of them. Uh, of course, we're, you know, watching Europe on natural gas and realizing we are so cheap. But the weather is playing against us a little bit here for the moment. But um, yeah, going back to wheat, I think it's it's uh, uh, a situation that is going to evolve with time as we move on in more so into 2022. You brought up natural gas and I know natural gas, ethanol and even propane have been big concerns. Darren, what are you seeing in this market fluctuation with and what's the steam behind all of it? You know, I, it is, it's a great question. I just had a conversation with a, another trader about this. And to me, some of this seems pretty intentional. Um, I know Europe is very, very heavily dependent on Russian natural gas. If I look at some of the natural gas that's priced off of Europe and you take a look at the, the prices here, I mean, we're talking multiple hundreds percent more increase in Europe natural gases uh, prices than we are here. So to me, you know, we seems like we never had these issues a couple of years ago. Now we're having some power outages in China. So is there something going on behind the scenes that we, we just don't know? And and to me, the, the world's not running out uh, of natural gas. The U.S. is not running out of natural gas. But I think because of some of this inflationary pressure of all of these central banks around the world, it, it's giving the light to, to traders to push these markets much higher. And I think that's what you're seeing. Um, and you, there is demand for some of these things. But again, I, I think that once we get into the more of the, the winter cold snap here, we could be looking at much higher natural gas prices because you look at what's going on as far as inputs. You look at urea, phosphate, and high, you look at it all. It's all going higher into 22. So I do think there is a, you know, a little bit of a, a downward pressure here in the near, near term as far as the U.S. markets. But again, we are far, far cheaper than European markets at the moment. Having said that, do you think, Sue, that this could cause a few guys to say, mm, maybe I do need to send my grain to town versus paying for it to dry it at home? Well, this is a year where I don't think they're going to have to dry it at home. And uh, I know on our farm, of course, we're drier than you guys, but you guys are pretty dry, too. Um, our corn's testing 13 percent. And, um, you know, the crops are going to come out really easy this year. Uh, but the key is when I look around the world, OK, like urea, um, fertilizers and even now chemicals is the next thing that's going to start to escalate in costs. I think we have to keep in mind that natural gas is a, a component that's put into fertilizers and producing those things. Um, and China has banned the exports. China overnight told their um, uh, commercial suppliers that they should uh, be looking at booking all of their crude and uh, natural gas needs before they get closer to winter. 
Now, we're pretty mild here in the U.S. right now, but you look at Brazil and their supplies of natural gas are extremely tight. So I think there's a good story under here. I think we're marking some time for a moment here, which is justified. And then we start to run. There were places in Europe that traded as 32. Um, and here we are just, you know, under six. We're around five point something, you know, 5.3 or whatever. So I think there's a story. I think it's got a hesitation for a moment, but it has a little more longer term life to it. We're continuing with the Nebraska Soybean Board's market roundup. So I'm going to throw this out to either one of you. Do you think because we're going to see these higher costs going into 2022, that could change up a little acreage numbers as guys and gals look forward to next year's planting season? There's a lot of conversations already that I've had that a lot of guys are considering, you know, being on beans this next year. And if you take a look at what are the, you know, input costs, you look at rents that are going higher. A lot of producers are, are they're going to be looking at 100 to $200 more an acre just to plant corn. And so you start punching, you know, punching the, you know, where's the break evens on this? You know, you go to $450, $5 cash, it's not, it's nowhere near as attractive as it was a few years ago. So I, I still think beans are providing you an opportunity here to lock in some, uh, you know, some costs there and to lock in some decent futures prices, because I still think that that the, the trade that I have right now is, you know, long, the Dece 22 short, you know, November 22. And it's been, a, it's, it, it continues to work out. And I continue that, that ratio may continue to narrow. All right, Sue, what are you thinking for next year's planting season? Well, I tend to agree. You know, you're looking at cotton and we've pushed futures over the hundred mark. Um, you know, cotton producers had some problems this year with too much rain. And uh, you look at rice and I just think there's many, other markets here. And like I say, when you've got barley at $11 a bushel and you're not even getting anything bought, um, I think that puts pressure on the wheat to be able to move higher. Um, I think that when I look at corn, we know that the input costs are high. Uh, cash rents are going up. Uh, we had, and you know, this was high for our area. There was a recent uh, farm that came up for rent and there was a, a private auction for it and it went for over 500 an acre and most other people right now are around 380 to not even 380 they're around 300 to maybe 350 380 so 500 was like catching everybody's attention and of course people having to rent we're taking deep breaths but um it's going to be a, a tenuous year next year for producers but what are we saying you can't market your new crop because you don't know where if you haven't bought your inputs you don't know where you're going to end up and in the meantime weather is the unknown for next year which we think is going to be another tenuous year real quick darren what's what's your watch to for sunday night uh, I'm going to watch uh, the wheat market here. I want to see follow through there. I think a lot of that wheat follow uh, wheat uh, you know market today it was encouraging corn to move higher. If not, I think the pressure in beans is going to keep uh, corn at bay here a little bit. All right, and Sue, for you, I so agree with Darren. I think he's right on. Um, I think that when I look at the markets coming into this next week, I'm watching the beans right now. I think we could see an 11 in front of the beans. But um, we did get down to 1242 today on November beans and the June low is 1240 and a half. Very impressive that all year we've held that low. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Sue Martin and Darren Fessler joining us today. Just trying to remind folks that commodity futures and options do involve substantial risk of loss and they're not suitable to all investors. That's this week's Nebraska Soybean Board Market Roundup.